we want to welcome you to Gateway Church Online. And uh, I pray that you have had a great week. And um, up until now, we have continued our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, we, and what I mean by that is, is that we uh, usually have our sermon series laid out at least a, a couple of um, months ahead. And so up until now, we had just been following that. And, um, but this week as I was studying, I decided and, and I just felt impressed to, uh, to sort of push the pause button on what it was that, that we had been doing, because over the last week or so, I have been asked so many questions, uh, so many things going through people's mind, and um, as the coronavirus continues to spread, and as the stock market goes up and down, and, and businesses uh, continue to suffer, uh, people are panicking. I mean, some people, there, there's so many things going on in our life right now, and uh, people are asking, how long will it last? Uh, will we recover? Where's God in all of this? Why is he letting this happen? Is it the end of the world? Uh, so many questions. Uh, others are asking, as followers of Christ, what should we do? As followers of Christ, what should be our approach? You know, should we not worry about it and just go on with life as, as usual? Uh, should we run to Walmart and buy every pack of toilet paper and every uh, package of chicken in the freezer section? And this morning, if you know anything, and you've heard me say many times, I'm just going to be honest. My honest answer is, is I have no idea how all this will play out. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an, an expert on infectious disease. I'm not a, a financial advisor. Uh, I didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But what I am is I'm a pastor. So the only thing that I can do is talk to you out of the heart of a pastor. And so today, that's what I want to do. I know that many of you have already been impacted about what has taken place. I know that uh, for me personally, and, and many of you, you, you love coming to this building. You love being in community. You love being with one another. And, and all of a sudden, it's just snatched away from us. Sporting events have been canceled. Conferences, concerts, there's travel bans, there's stay-at-home orders, uh, you name it, it's out there. I mean, if you're away from the news for any amount of time, then something changes. So what are we to do? I mean, as followers of Christ, how are we to approach this pandemic? What I know is, is that we cannot approach it as the world approaches it. Our response has to go through a different process. Our response has to go through a different filter. You say, well, why is that? Because we're different. When we became a follower of Christ, we became a, a new creation. We're different. We must live in a different world. And you say, well, how is that possible? What do you mean by a different world? I mean, I'm still here. I'm still walking around. What exactly do you mean? Yes, we're living in this world, but John 15 reminds us that we're not of this world. Romans chapter 12 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. First Thessalonians chapter 4 says, do not live like those who have no hope. You see, the world is going crazy right now. And the world sees things so much differently than we should see them as Christians. 
I mean, if you get on social media, which is just about all we have to do right now, there's so much hate and animosity and stress and tension and political nonsense. And let me pause right here for a second and say, as a follower of Christ, if you spend more time bashing or promoting a political party or a political figure than you do promoting Jesus, then there's something wrong. You see, the world needs to know that our hope is not built on the Republicans, on the Democrats, on the Libertarians, on government. Our hope is built on Jesus Christ, the solid rock. And as a followers of Christ, we must live that way. We must live different. You say, well, how can I do that? How can I do that? Well, today I want to talk to you about three ways, three ways that we must be different. The first way is, is that we need to understand that we live by faith, not by fear. We live by faith, not by fear. You see, fear is a tactic that the enemy loves to use. Fear hurts you physically. Fear hurts you emotionally. Fear hurts you spiritually. If you've ever heard the term, I I was scared stiff, it's because that's what fear does to you. It it paralyzes you. And when you're in a situation that the world finds scary, the one thing that we should know as followers of Christ is, is that we have some promises. We have some promises that other people don't have. I think about When we put ourselves and when we become in a situation that is so scary, there's so much uncertainty. I think about back in Deuteronomy. Moses is 120 years old. And he goes to the people and he says, listen, I'm done. I'm finished. And then he goes to Joshua and he says, listen, you're the man. Now, can you imagine what Joshua must have been feeling? Here, he's watched Moses do all of these great things, and he's come to a point in his life that he has to be uncertain. He has to be thinking. I mean, it would only be natural. He has to have some internal battles going on, some fear, some anxiety. But in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, It says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And so as followers of Christ, when you start to feel fear and anxiety and stress and you start feeling all of these things come upon you, the one thing that I would say is that you need to to picture God himself telling you this, saying, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will go with you. God is, is telling you, listen, I've got this. You say, Pastor, have you seen this mess? I mean, the, the world, it's crashing around us. I mean, don't you watch the news? We're about to go under. Our ship is sinking. It's taking on water. We're about to drown. There's a familiar story found in the book of Mark, chapter 4. 
Verse 35, it says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already feeling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care? We are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? So here, Jesus is saying, he said, listen, guys, you have walked with me this whole time. You have watched me perform miracles. And so here we are in the middle of this situation. You you have to trust me. You have to, to believe me. Come on, guys. Why are you afraid? Jesus is saying, you need to choose faith over fear. You need to choose faith over fear. And in your situation right now, in the situation that we are all in, we have the ability to choose faith over fear. In John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You see, we have been given a great gift. We have been given a gift that the world cannot give us. We have been given a gift that the world cannot understand. We've been given peace. You see, our God is faithful. Our God is good. Our God has a plan. Our God will not leave us. Our God is working everything together for good. Anytime you feel fear, you have to understand and realize that is not from God. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. You see, as followers of Christ, we have to understand and realize that fear doesn't come from God. God has given us a gift, and that gift is peace. So when we're walking with Him, we should not be panicking because we have peace. We shouldn't be fearful because we have faith. I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 tells us that we live by faith and not by sight. We live by faith, not by fear. Secondly, we're sacrificial, not selfish. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 says this. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. I love verse 4. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take interest in others You see, during the the start of the, the New Testament church, they were facing extreme persecution. They were facing 
things and that, that had come against them. They were losing their life for the faith. But what did they continue to do? They weren't just looking out for themselves. Even though they were in the middle of a crisis, they were not only concerned about themselves. As a matter of fact, they did exactly the opposite. In Acts chapter 2, verse 44 and 45, it says, And all the believers met together in one place, which we can't do right now, and shared everything they had. In verse 45, They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. What did they do? They put others above themselves. When there was a need, they saw that that need was met. They thought of others. When we were doing construction here at the church, and we're continuing to do construction. Uh, we had a bunch of the, the N95 masks. And um, as I begin to see news reports of all the hospitals and, and medical people and frontline workers uh, that did not have any masks and, and, and they, were, they were running low, and um, we started calling our friends who work in hospitals and medical facilities, and people that were on the front line, and, and we said, listen, we have some masks. We want to get them to you. Are they something that we would be able to use, and are they something that is very scarce right now? And Absolutely. But why did we do that? Because as Christians, we need to think of others, not ourselves. There is no better time to show our community that we love them than right now. There's no better time to put other people's needs above yours than right now. There's no better time to check on your neighbors. There's no better time to check on your friends. There's no better time to be willing to sacrifice. Don't be the person that that buys enough toilet paper to last a lifetime. And if you've already been that person, I hope after today you start taking it to your neighborhood and neighbors and passing it out. Why? Because if someone is in need, you can help meet that need, then you need to do it. We're sacrificial. We're not selfish. As Christ followers, that is our mandate. That is our calling just as they did here in the beginning of the the New Testament church. They were concerned about others. We so many times get tied up in just ourselves. Thirdly, we shine the light. We don't hide it. We shine the light. We don't hide it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 says this. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. As followers of Christ, people should run to us. If you think about it, think of this analogy. If you're in a place and there are several people that are walking along and it's dark, And only one person has a flashlight. 
then who should be leading the way? Of course, the person with a flashlight. If you're in a place, in a dark place, and you're not with someone that has a flashlight, what do you do? You go try to find them. At least that's what I do. Why? Because I'm scared of the dark. It's unsettling. It makes me anxious. It it, it frightens me. So I want to be with the person who I know has the light. And you see, right now in this world, there are so many people that are afraid. There are so many people who are unsettled. There are so many people who are anxious. There's no better time. No better time. They are looking for hope. They are looking for love. They are looking for the light. And as followers of Christ, we have to be leading the way. Why? Because this passage of Scripture, it says, we are the light of the world. That's us. It's our responsibility. I know that this virus is highly contagious. It seems that, that it, it, it's the most contagious thing that I've ever seen in my lifetime. But my prayer is, is that during this time that we develop such a personality, that we get so close to God, that we become, as Christians, we become more contagious than any virus could ever be. That should be our goal. That should be our desire. Why? Because people are hurting. People need to know that there is a a God that loves them. People need to know that there is a church in their community that cares. It's up to us. If, If you're watching today, you fall into one of two categories. You've either never made the decision to be different or you have made the decision to be different. In other words, you are either following Christ, you've asked Him to be Lord of your life, or you haven't. If you're not following Christ today, I want to tell you that the answer to your anxiety, the answer to your fear, the answer to your hopelessness is found in Him. You do not have to fight this alone. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 tells us to cast your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares. He cares. He cares for you. He cares what you're going through. He cares the situations in your life. He cares about them. He knows about them. Today is the day to make a decision to be different. Today is the day to to start to see the world and to start to see the things around you in a different way, through a different filter. If you're watching today and you say, Pastor, that's me. I'm afraid. I'm scared. I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I'm nervous. I'm all of these things. He can take them away. You say, how? 
You just ask him to come into your life. Does that mean everything goes away? No. But that means you can begin to live by faith and not by fear. Why? Because you know that you are serving a God who will never leave you, who will always be with you. So wherever you are right now, if you're sitting at your table, if you're sitting on your couch, if you're uh, driving down the road, hopefully watching the road, but if you're listening, no matter where you are, there is no distance in prayer. We're social distancing, but you, you can't do that to God because God is always there. God will hear your prayer, and you don't have to come to this altar to ask him to be Lord of your life. So if that's you, right where you are, I'm going to ask you to pray with me. And we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to come into your life so that you can begin to see the world in a different way. So let's pray. Father, I come before you. God, I thank you for every person who is feeling the Holy Spirit tug at their heart right now. God, I know that there are people out there that, that are so anxious and scared and afraid and nervous and stressed. There's so much anxiety. God, I pray right now that you allow them to know that you're the answer. Father, I pray that you'll forgive us of our sin. God, forgive us for thinking that we can do this on our own. God, I pray that you will come into our lives. God, that you will do what only you can do. That you can take our sin, take it away, our guilt and our shame. Father, we believe in you. God, I'm asking that you come into my life. I believe that you sent your son to die on the cross for my sin. I believe that on the third day that he rose and that he paid all the price, the penalty for my transgressions. Father, I love you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank God for everybody that just prayed that prayer. But you say, well, what about me, Pastor? I'm following Christ. And I know that I shouldn't be stressed. I know that I shouldn't be afraid. I know that I, I shouldn't be running to the, to the cabinet to, to get the, the thermometer to take my temperature every hour. But I am. I'm stressed. I feel hopeless. I feel like I'm going under. Pastor, if I'm being honest, sometimes I, 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 I'm even doubting if God is really who he says that he is. Pastor, that's me. What should I do? Well, in Matthew chapter 14, we read an account that the disciples are at sea. Now, Jesus isn't with them. He has looked at them. And he said, you guys go ahead. I'm going to go up and, and I'm going to pray. And so these guys that have been walking with Jesus, they get in the boat and they start to cross the sea. And once again, 
the wind starts blowing. The winds start, and the waves start crashing around them. So here you have an entire group of people who have been walking with Jesus. They've just left him. But in this moment, they're terrified. In this moment, they're afraid. And then, to add all things to it, they see somebody walking on the water. Now, I can tell you, That that would have scared me. And so what did they think? They said, oh, it's a ghost. So then Peter, the same Peter that we just read in chapter 5 when he wrote, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I believe Peter was talking, and I know Peter was talking out of experience because he had seen it happen. He was probably thinking back to this moment thinking, you know what, I I remember that time. And so Peter looks at him and he says, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. And Jesus said, okay, come on. So Peter, trying to ease his doubt, trying to, to ease his fear, you see, people talk about Peter's faith of getting out of the boat, But I believe that that Peter got out of the boat in fear because he knew that that he needed to get to Jesus. He knew that he needed to get to where he was. So Peter got out of the boat and he started making his way to Jesus. Now realize this, Jesus wasn't coming to him. Peter was making his way to Jesus. Jesus. Peter was doing everything that he could do, everything that he knew knew to do to get to Jesus. And as he was headed to Jesus, he was walking to Jesus, uh, the waves overtook him. Now, I know that uh, this passage of Scripture has been used uh, throughout time to teach many different principles, but here's what I want you to see today. In that moment that he began to sink, in that moment, That life was getting ready to to take him over and to take him out. He was close enough to Jesus that Jesus could reach down and rescue him. And for those of you today who are following Christ, but you're still afraid, my challenge to you is this. Start making your way to Jesus. Start getting close to Him. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of the the thing that you know and start making your way to Jesus. You see, the end of this story tells us that once Jesus rescued Peter, that He put him back in the boat and they got in the boat and then Immediately, there was peace in that situation. But the key was, was that when it was almost over for Peter, he was close enough to Jesus that Jesus could rescue him because he had started making his way, doing everything that he could to get to him.
And so if that's you, you're saying, Pastor, that's me. I want you to know that you can have peace in this situation. You can have peace in this situation. I know that we're not in this building together. But I also know that that doesn't matter to God. Because just as he can save you in your living room or in your kitchen or in your bedroom or in your car, he can also give you peace in the middle of a situation, no matter where you are. So right now, I know from the, from the messages and, and, and all the, the texts and the phone calls and everything that I have gotten this week, I know that there are so many people, you're doing everything you can do uh, that you're following Christ, but you still feel anxious. And I say, just start getting closer to him. Start getting closer to him. Don't worry about everything else. Get close to him. And so if that's you, right now I'm going to ask you, we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you. God, I know that even as as we do our best to follow you, God, that there are times that, that, that it seems like that everything is coming against us. God, there are times that, that even though we know we should feel peace, we, we can't find it. God, I pray for everyone in that situation right now. God, I know that, that in this situation that I have even struggled sometimes finding peace, looking at all the, the things that are coming against us. But God, remind us today, remind me today that you are in the middle of the storm that you have promised that you will walk with us. And God, I pray that as, as we begin to draw closer to you, God, as we begin to, to make our way closer to you, God, during this time, may we be, become so spiritually strong. May we develop such a deep relationship with you. God, may we put ourselves under your wing and hide ourselves there. Because, God, we can't do it alone. God, we know that you can give us peace in the middle of our situation. God, help us. Help us to draw close to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed either of those prayers today, I want you to know that God heard you. And I want you to know that He cares. And I also want you to know that Gateway Church cares. Not just your pastor, but the entire church cares. So if you prayed that first prayer with us today, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to, if you're not on your cell phone right now, take your cell phone out. If you are, wait until this is over. Get a notepad out right now and jot this down. I want you to text the phrase, new life. Now it's all one word, 
It's not really one word, but when you type it, it should look like one word. New life, N-E-W-L-I-F-E. Nothing else, no exclamation points, no quotations, no nothing, just, the, just that, new life, no spaces. And I want you to text that to 606-220-6111. And by doing that, what you're doing is you're saying, I made a decision to follow Christ. And in that decision, I know that I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what it means to follow Christ. I just know that it's what I want to do. And what we want to do as a church is we want to help you at the start of your spiritual journey. You see, the decision that you made today is not the end. It is just the beginning. It's the beginning of a new life. It's the beginning of a different world. So once again, new life to 606-220-6111. If you prayed that second prayer, or even if you didn't, and you say, "Uh, Pastor, that's me. I need to find some peace in the middle of this situation. I'm going to ask you to do the same thing, except I want you to text the word peace to 606-220-6111. Just the word peace, nothing else. It will not work if you don't do that. Computers are sometimes dumb. But if you made that decision or you say, I need to help finding peace, we want to help you. We want to walk with you. We want to to send you some, some scriptures and some devotions that will help you during this time to sort of get control of your anxiety and to draw closer to God. You see, we're in this together. We are in this together, every one of us. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Why? Because one of our core values is life is better together. And it's in moments like these that even though we can't be together physically, we can still be together through many other means. I want to thank you for for watching today. I want to thank you for allowing us to minister into your life as, as a church. And I'm believing, I am believing, and I know that God is in control, and that when we get through this, we will come out on the other side. I'm reminded, and I promise I'm closing, but I'm reminded of the, one of my favorite passages of Scripture found in Isaiah chapter 43. It says, when you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. And you walk through the water, it won't overtake you. You're going to come through the other side. You're going to come out, and we're going to come through this together. And the church is going to be stronger than it's ever been before. Not this church, or just this church, but the church in general because God has a plan and God works all things for good. So keep believing, keep praying, keep living by faith and not by fear, being sacrificial, not selfish, and keep shining your light, not hiding it. We love you. Have a great day.